Bonesaw! What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Popcorn Watchlist podcast. You've got me, Xavier. Once again, you've got Mr. Danny over here. Hello. We got Anthony. Hello. And joining us in for today's special episode, we got uh, the young blood, the new kid. Uh, you got Zach. What's up, guys? How's it going? And so today's a special episode. A uh, little bit in the making because today is our special Spider-Man No Way Home podcast episode i know a lot of us uh were really dying to see the film a lot of us through our social media were getting big requests to really check out the movie make an episode on it so here we are guys exciting right filled with spoilers so yes this is a spoiler cast if you've not seen it i need you to press pause uh and go watch this movie 18 times it's still in theaters go watch it it just, I don't think it's going to leave theaters anytime soon. Sony just really wants this movie to just like beat Endgame. And clearly a lot of people still have not seen it because any post that I find on social media, people are like, yo, spoilers. It's like, <laughs> You're like the movie's been out for a month. Yeah, we. this is uh, full disclosure. Yeah, we waited a bit just to give everybody time to go watch the movie. Again, if you have not seen it, please stop listening and go watch the film. It's so good. Even even by now, most I think most articles and trades are spoiling stuff. Now it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. been a month, guys. Everyone's seen it. You yeah. should have, you should know by now, or or <laughs> if you don't, sorry, <laughs> it's yeah. your fault. <laughs> like, isn't even the script out? I think the so. full script yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah, so. yeah, Danny, you, did day. you did you read bits of it? Like, tell me about that. I, I was going through just the uh, the initial like first act, I guess. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool, kind of seeing through it. And then I kind of went all the way to the end, and they have like code names for like uh, Toby and and Andrew. Oh, really? Okay. See, like, yeah, like you have to pay through it, just like mm-hmm. you know, just uh, Chad Everyman or something. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you you. I'll, I don't want to spill the beans on that one because that's a, that's a lot of fun. But uh, you know, real quick roundup, guys. Uh, what did you guys think? Did you uh, really think it swung its way to being the best Spider-Man film or? Uh, was it so-so? You want to do quick, like, one-word reviews of how you felt about it? Sure, yeah. All right, go, Zach. <laughs> Amazing. Ooh, see what you did there. Ah, yes, he, he t- totally would. It's just simply amazing. That, that was just off the spot. <laughs> nice. Okay, all right. That's my one-word review. Um, I'll follow up with spectacular. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> This guy stole the best, my the word. Best show. The best Spider-Man <laughs> stole show. Stole my word. Yeah. By the way, Disney that, Plus that has nobody's watched. Disney Plus has spectacular Spider-Man. Watch it. They do. Yeah, it, I think it's on there because all the animated stuff might still be there. Um, they have. You know, that's a good point. I might. Uh, someone's gonna come up <laughs> check because one of that's the, by far the best cartoon of Spider-Man. W- someone's gonna listen and be like, "Dude, you Xavier, that guy's a hack. Like, I didn't know it." <laughs> Like Sony still owns the owns the rights. It was on. I mean, it was on Netflix. So I don't know if just because of that they just kept it all. Stop stalling. 
What's your word? <laughs> God. He's going with a new word now. God. Sensational. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mine has to be Bonesaw. <laughs> Got you for two minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Yeah, I know I said two minutes. Should have been in the movie, but. Dude, okay. Oh, as an aside. RIP, guys. RIP. RIP, Randy Poffa, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Um, best Spider-Man villain ever in the whole <laughs> multiverse. Bonesaw McGraw. Got to give him the chair. In that, that Brazilian trailer when they showed uh, <laughs> the lizard getting smacked mm-hmm. by something invisible, it should have been Bonesaw, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hitting him with a chair, but it wasn't. You, you, he was, that's actually uh, one of the silhouettes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, <laughs> again, as you heard, we're giving one word reviews. Uh, it's definitely uh, sensational, spectacular, amazing bone saw <laughs> all in one package. This really was like the culmination of like a celebration of Spider-Man just as much as into uh, the Spider-Verse was in animation form. This is what it was in seeing it in live action. And to Zach's point, like there's still people seeing it for the first time. I went to go see it the, for the third time with uh, a family member and they were freaking out at all the good stuff. There was still a good like half the theater full, everybody clapping at the proper beats. Dude, like it's it's really great. I wish I could see it again for the first time. <laughs> that was like a great moment. Uh, I saw it with Zach uh, and Xavier. And, um, man, like the theater was going wild. Um, and I went to go see it again the second time with a family member and just seeing their reactions was pretty cool. Yeah, I attempted to take a video of my sister watching it for the first time with some of the cameos starting to pop up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need light. That didn't work. But uh, you could hear her at least of just like the full on, yes, yes. And then like other people in the theater like, oh, just really, really into it. Like it's, oh man, it's so good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they pulled it off. It's it's just one of those like it's the movie magic moments. They you go back to Spider Man three, like oh, they couldn't really do it. They put too much in, too many enemies, too many plot threads, and it just didn't work out. And then so in this movie, when they have all these enemies and characters mm-hmm. all combined, you're like oh, I hope they do it. And somehow, kind of like Endgame, like you watched Endgame and and Infinity where you're like I don't know how they did this, but it was. Marvel just knows what it, what they're doing, man. It's it's fantastic. I think I would have to say that before watching Spider-Man, I thought Endgame was the best Marvel movie by far. But then after watching Spider-Man No Way Home, I felt like there was no way that oh, I felt that um, you know, when they showed or when they brought, you know, brought on Andrew and 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 Toby that we we as fans felt like that would that would have been impossible. For for many years, like, there was no way that Sony and Marvel were ever going to do this because of of them, uh, you know, Sony wanting to keep everything for their for themselves, and then Marvel having to kind of to kind of struggle through it without you know without Spider Man for at least for most of the most of the MCU. But then because they brought those two actors to reprise their roles as as Spider Man from the Sam Raimi and Spider Man from the Mark Webb, that makes that movie, in my opinion, way better than than Endgame. That is a bold statement. Yes, I, <laughs> it is. I just, even watching it three times, uh, I I can't necessarily go to a position where I'm going to refute that or say that, nah, man, that's a hot take. Like, like yeah, Endgame had, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, I 
don't don't give me the Sophie's choice of picking between the two. I'm not gonna go <laughs> I there. I see people pick both, uh, like either one. Well, because like, because Endgame as a film, it was filmed and shot incredibly. It was very had its had its uh like the first act or first couple of acts where it was it it felt more like a like a serious film instead of it just being action packed like most Marvel films tend to be. And then and then we had the whole second half of the film that was with the time traveling and then the whole battle at, at the um, at the Avengers compound at, you know and everything going on but then with uh with Spider-Man bringing character or bringing actors that we thought we would never see again on the big screen playing those characters that's what makes it even more incredible yeah yeah i could totally see why you along with plenty of people <laughs> why would they would think that it's essentially cuz you have this you have to think or you have to remember that Endgame was the celebration of like the what 12 years of of Marvel movies up to that point and they they freaking nailed it and but this might hit people a little more cuz this is just a love letter of Spider-Man movies for the past essentially 20 years so you have just like a here's a 20 year love letter you have people probably taking their kids who watched Spider-Man in 2002 when it first came out and now they're probably old enough that they have a kid and they're taking their kids to watch it so it's like multi generations of people watching this movie and that's why it made so much money. People are going to rewatch it, and lots of people are watching it with with their family members. And from like a, from a technical standpoint, like the action's really easy to follow. It's well written. Everybody that they brought back in, in terms of like these, you know, legacy villains from the Garfield films and even the Raimi films, they still felt like they never stopped. Like they just were, you know, riding a bicycle all over again. And I think that's a big testament to that. And so that's why I can't, I'm not going to say like you're wrong in that statement because it's it's a well put together film, like in all points and saying like there is, you know, people will argue like, oh, but the the whole, you know, wishing, forgetting plot hole. It's like, yes and no, because you could do the whole like, oh, forget Mysterio ever said anything, but that's still not going to change the facts because, you know, you're still, you're a young kid. So you're just going to ask him something. So I think rewatching it a few times you, I can explain that beyond because it's like, hey, I'm a young kid and I don't know what's going on, so I'm gonna ask Doctor Strange to do some stuff, and he's just gonna go off of his word, not off of you know any other logical bound. The logical bound is just, hey, like, all right, kid, I can do this for you, but you know that's that's the risk. So it's really, yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Like it's to to, to steal your words, pun it's, yeah, definitely pun intended. All the puns are intended this episode, <laughs> oh, nice. guys. Uh, like you know, we always found like these shockers at least in the web films of just like every also a pun uh every time that the end of the of the movie his identity was revealed to somebody at first it's aunt may in homecoming and far from home it's the world and uh it's <laughs> along funny with, along with some MJ yeah, and yeah mj you know mj had it you know got to see it and then just the world but now like it's cool at the end of it it's like now nobody knows so it's like a you know, fresh, clean slate on everything. So it's just, um, I didn't know how they were going to handle it that whole bit of just like, oh no, this is what's going on. And I think they handled it really well. Like an initial, like, you know, just what would happen in a day, in this day and age if like a superhero's identity was outed. Um, even better than like the Civil War comic when he actually voluntarily did that just for this whole comic arc that happened. Uh, you know, just swinging with MJ around, like, oh no, like all the... All the little uh, fun dialogue going on while he's swinging through the city. That was just freaking great. 
I wanted to ask you guys, um, where would you put this in like sort of tiers of different Marvel movies? Because, you know, there's, at least for me, there's a couple of, I wouldn't say they're bad, but compared to most of the others, there's some that are, um, you know, on the bottom of the list for me, like maybe like the Hulk or Thor 2, Iron Man 2, maybe a couple of twos in there. But yeah, I just wanted to see where you guys would kind of put this because to me, I think this is top tier Marvel. I want my bird. Definitely like in the top 10, fits in there with, (laughs) exactly, that's probably the best part of that movie. (laughs) Uh, Definitely, I think it fits in there with the the end games, Infinity Wars. And for me, I have to put, you know, uh, Winter Soldier up there. But yeah, it's definitely in that top 10, top tier Marvel category for me. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think it does belong in what I would refer to as God tier Marvel. Yes, sir. If Word, I, but definitely, you know, God tier, but definitely number one movie in MCU so far. Thunder God tier. Yeah, <laughs> Thunder, Thunder God tier. Thunder God tier. Yeah, I would say it's in the top three. Nice. Um, what are your other two? That's that being Infinity War and Endgame. Obviously. Nice. Okay. Um, I'll probably go through. Each one kind of being, oh no, this one's my favorite it gets, now. It gets it gets yeah. difficult. You don't need to run through but, all like twenty or you know what is it twenty three now? No, like no, it's more. Twenty six. Twenty six now. Yeah, you don't need to go through all twenty six. But yeah, like if we're gonna go through like you know your your up top mm-hmm. echelon, yeah, no, it belongs in top tier yeah. for sure. Like if you're going through like the blocks of top tier, easy. Like it's it's in the top tier. Like like what Anthony said. Like I have a special place for Winter Soldier because so I think yeah. it really so handles. The, a great growth while sticking true to Captain America, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, no Way Home really belongs <laughs> in that top tier of, for me, it's Endgame, Winter Soldier, and No Way Home. Yeah, like Endgame, Winter Soldier, No Way Home. So all you guys have in your in your top three. Damn. Pretty much. I mean, I, I really like this movie, but there's, like, when you start thinking of other movies to me, I feel like, oh, there's, oh, but then there's this one. And I Gar- mean, I guess- for me, Guardians of the Galaxy is like, super special for me so like i know i know a lot of people like it but it may not be in their top tier but for me it's in my top tier so uh yeah when i start when you start thinking of those and they're like damn now i'm like number 10 where am i gonna fit this one because you could probably easily do like a top 15 and that's probably like the god tier that zach was saying that's like a whole other episode just debating what belongs in top tier people like i think get have devoted like weeks in terms of time just figuring out what's oh, yeah. ideal do. like in terms of the top tier like the middling and bottom tier yeah like that's it's easy like, to figure you out. can you can throw in like you know um, just we get like the ant-mans a, and whoa 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 okay whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> you don't you don't consider ant-man a middle tier like, like well, said, middle tier yeah, yeah. middle tier okay, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe like, maybe like a tier i thought we were, you were trying to compare it to like dark world come on no 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 Oof. like i said i, I yeah. kind of have like maybe like like the god tier, and then have like yeah. the middle tier that are they're they're good, they're solid, and then the maybe like five, maybe five movies that are like oh okay. Yeah. I think yeah, because I think I still think you know Dark World as much as I like Thor, like man, like that one's rough to watch. Like, but it has some a great like that really great Loki moment. What's cool is like since there's so many movies, like there's 26 movies, you could essentially kind of like do different rankings of whatever you want, like exactly best yeah. ranking origin films. You got like Black Panther, um, you know, all these different movies that you could put in there, different categories. So it's it's easy. Yeah, for sure. Like just the way you can kind of juggle it all, I think will make 
a really fun time to kind of play around with that. But I just, it's great to see we're all in agreement that like this belongs in the top tier. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's definitely top tier. Top shelf whiskey. Yeah. I think that's something oh, that yeah. we should definitely do is is just do like a, like a MCU tier list. Oh, like, yeah. I, I know that there's totally a website can. where you can make a tier list for pretty much anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dude, tier so. maker, like I've seen like the tier maker for <laughs> french fries. Yep. I've seen <laughs> best subs and best cereals. <laughs> I've seen Mountain Dew. Wait, versions of Mountain Dew, but there's only like what four or five? Oh no, 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 no! no. There are like, <laughs> Where, like Mountain 30. Dew, the new Kit Kat, where there's like all of a sudden fifty flavors of yeah, Kit they Kat. have they have like 20, 30, 40 plus flavors. <laughs> you're you're, you're going crazy. regional markets too. Like I never knew like Mountain Doritos, for example, or like Lay's. Like like there's chips. Like Canada has its own flavor of chips. Like they have like ketchup flavored stuff. It's it's nuts. That's kind of gross. They're not <laughs> they're not Lay's. They're A's. <laughs> oh man that man knows what he's I talking do, about <laughs> oh, man. awesome we'll definitely do one of those tier lists one day yeah that could uh, for yeah, sure that's be on the list. Be a whole episode yeah, just a, sure a marvel tier list that's on the list we, everybody. we just did like what five ten minutes on it i mean and it could easily yeah. be a, it could easily be a whole episode all the viewers are like come on guys get along with the spider-man <laughs> give me words of spider-man like which it's getting to a great point Dude, yeah, you guys are menaces. Man, <laughs> just great seeing, oh man, J.K. Simmons just, once again, just kill it. Like, I, that's one of the greatest things that they just gave him, and they gave a great kind of progression to get the Daily Bugle being a legitimate platform. And first, it's in this guy's random-ass basement with a green screen. I thought that was perfect. I mean, first selling was like- Daily Bugle supplements. Like, <laughs> just like, again, like, they they brought him up as, like, the Alex, Alex Jones type. But then mm-hmm. it's like, no, Completely. I'm actually legitimately a serious guy. It's just he's running off of sensationalism. Like, it, it was really cool to see just the progression from, like, all right, cool, we're getting sponsors, and this is going on, and now we're really getting into with, the good stuff. Within the course of the movie, how... I never actually thought about this. So how long in like days or weeks is like the whole movie? Is it like one week or something? I feel like it takes place over the course of a day or two. It's like a couple of days. No, 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 no. Okay, the beginning of the film takes place over like like a few weeks because of the the rest of the summer. It's the end of summer, yeah. go back to to school. And then at the point where we get Doctor Strange and everything Mm -hmm. happening, I think that takes place over the course of a couple of days. Okay. Just one day. I have the answer. Yeah. So basically it goes from when they first started school... And then they're going through the whole process of trying to deal with school, submitting applications to colleges, and then get like over the course of time when they were getting the rejection letters, that was over the course of weeks. So you're going from like the end of August, maybe beginning of September, all the way coursing into November. And the reason why, this is because I did way too much research into this because I'm a massive nerd, is that uh, MJ is working at the coffee donut shop and her boss is telling her to take down the Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. Only way you're taking down Halloween decorations is if they're out After there for October. too long. Yeah, it's in November now. Well, and then when the movie towards the end, like the last few shots, you see the, um, the snow. The, exactly. Well, the snow and the, the Rockefeller, the Rockefeller the Center yeah, the with tree. Hawkeye. Yeah, the Christmas tree that you know uh, is a un- unfortunate casualty in Hawkeye. <laughs> also, spoilers. Oops, but, uh, but it tells you it's like right before Hawkeye. Or, or you're like right when, you know, isn't it when they do the Christmas tree celebration or Christmas tree lighting in 30 Rockefeller Center? I think it's usually like a little bit after Thanksgiving. So it's like the first week of December. Mm-hmm. So if he's swinging around at the end of the movie uh, in his brand new spanking suit. I think there was a time jump, though, between 
when the spell yeah yeah when the true spell at the yeah. end handed yeah when yeah. the spell took place and then everyone's memory was erased and then also when, when he moved into the apartment there was some yeah it could have been time jump there maybe at, right after Christmas or so. yeah or something so like, like that. a few uh, from like a few weeks of November to like a little bit before Christmas like yeah because it has to be before Christmas because the tree's still up and no, no way home Christmas movie confirmed yeah <laughs> just right there if there's one bit right, of image exactly. for Christmas uh, what did Spider Man get for Christmas um, Die Hard. He got <laughs> he got a taping of Die Hard. He also got broke. Um, let's see. Damn, that we just got totally into yeah. That whole time time frame is a bit of time to going through all of it, and so again, so, so it would make sense that that J. Jonah Jameson didn't just go out of his his little basement in a day <laughs> with his green screen yeah. and like in like exactly. a green screen in like three days or something like that or sell all the daily bugle supplements <laughs> daily bugle man i can't speak i'm too excited uh that way it really saw like a progression to the point where like you know he's getting enough people to like hey grab a van a daily bugle van and go around and so like by the time hopefully we get to the next you know whatever comes out in this next three picture deal we are going to have an established daily bugle as a you know quote-unquote reputable news source so that's again which means more jk simmons which means just you know angry fist shaking uh on screen j jonah jameson demanding pictures of spider-man he's a menace <laughs> you know when she sends you nudes but all she uh you wanted pictures of spider-man <laughs> that, that 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 meme will never die and that's you know partly because of just you know J.K. Simmons, again, Academy Award winning J.K. Simmons being just like picking it up right where he left off. Um, and it's it's great to see because even like he's bringing a different take on it. There's still a lot of the, you know, boisterous, like over the top shouting that you got from the Raimi films. Like, you know, I loved uh, all the good stuff that, you know, the callbacks to it, like like Anthony said, like the movie is really just like a love letter to like the Spider-Man films and also like what it means to be Spider-Man. I think, you know, we got the different villains showcasing off with, you know, their respective Spider-Man. And it was a good reflection on, you know, what happens, the differences that, you know, take people down a certain path. Is anybody truly like, you know, really, really bad? You know, one would argue Goblin, but hey, uh, that's really, really good stuff just to see these people get back into just the swing of it. Like they never left off. Almost like even a redemption nice. for... <laughs> another part. Nice. Uh, another, even like redemption for Jamie Foxx because, you know, he was, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot to be said about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, a lot of, you know, misses, a lot of flaws, but a lot of good stuff going on. But it was great to see just Jamie Foxx be able to kind of like play the character one that's closer to the comics but also really kind of give more free reign to give max dylan more playtime really to just show <laughs> off what electro could do three minutes of playtime we're just we're just gonna, it's the reference is just gonna keep on coming and like so many characters got that um in this movie and one that i did not expect to see come back is matt murdoch as Daredevil, for Dude, sure. That whole when, that when the cane just hit the floor, and you see that that shot, everyone went wild. 
That's why yeah. one of the reasons why I had to watch it again. Exactly <laughs> right. It's just like, did he say anything? Did I miss it? Because I knew it was going to happen. Like yeah. the moment, like we were all like, it's going to happen. Because Kevin Feige was going like, hey, you know, like just before the movie came out, yes, we, we're definitely going to keep, you know, Charlie Cox as our daredevil in the MCU. In the future. So great <laughs> for well, future even, reference. Yeah. Even uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio congratulated Matt Murdock on be- on remaining as, you know, Marvel's daredevil right before his movie episode. came out yeah well the because the episode was i think it was already like, was it was two already, days i think it was before. the same week right no it was just the week before oh okay he was well i mean he, it was already teased that he was on the show because <laughs> mm-hmm. of i think it was the third episode where we get the flashback of echo and and you see the the hit her called him uncle or whatever mm-hmm. it was um so it was you know sometime after that where denafia congratulated uh charlie cox when when kevin feige said that he was still the mcu's daredevil nice. and then a week later we we get exactly that that's nice. great and that's what i'm excited about is seeing that like he was just kind of immediately getting to the legal aspect like it's all good <laughs> and it, it gets me excited because uh one some of the best spider-man stories are a lot of the stories that are him grounded and at the end of this movie that's what i think we're really going to see more of a grounded spider-man it doesn't have to be oh. these universe <laughs> shadowing universe shattering stakes it's it's like you know just like it's a good way to reset it like kind of bring it back yeah Yeah. bring it back to basics like your friendly neighborhood spider-man no for a split second when you said grounded i thought you meant oh because like i may grounded him or something like that but (laughs) no i I understand understand. ground electro (laughs) no he probably was though i mean (laughs) maybe just seeing matt murdoch come to the big screen after you've been seeing him on the tv show for so long and after like this what is like five year break or four year break yeah, like, I think it was like the end of 2018. 18 or 17. Yeah. One of those. It was 2018. Yeah, 18 or so, because he was in, you know, we had the, you know, Daredevil's seasons one, two, Defenders, and then okay. season yeah. three. And it was so good to see that. Like, every, every time you watch the film in theaters, everybody recognizes it immediately because it's just how great of a job he played uh, on the Netflix shows. And that the fact that they're just acknowledging that with both him and Vincent D'Onofrio it it's rightfully so like it's well earned so that hopefully we get some more of that in the future like it all depends on you know if moon knight does well which it's going to it's my boy oscar isaac you can't go wrong (laughs) yeah that was the probably the first of a good amount a good amount of uh (gasps) gasping moments from the from the audience the once the cane hit the floor people like is it really him is it really him and then they pan to him Mr. Parker, and, really, and you're like, holy shit! And then everybody starts freaking out. That <gasps> so many, so many moments like that in this movie, and like, those are the those are the things that that's why you go to the movies. It's, it's like you could always watch a movie by yourself in your house on a TV, but you don't get that communal experience where everybody's just like excited or sad or happy about the same thing. It was so cool, and that was just so early on. Yeah, it was like, like the, the first, first like ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah, immediately, like we got that right after the whole interrogation with damage control all of those particular scenes were great especially ned's just like <laughs> oh so in everything you're doing you were uh, you would say that you were his accomplice in his vigilantism um i'd like everything stricken from the record <laughs> oh man uh jake Batalon, like just man killer job i just hope he gets all the recognition possible and there's still ways we keep those characters around um but yeah Anthony's point is absolutely right. Just this is the this is the movie, one of the movies with an example of why you go to the movies. You have to get that like 
that cheering, that solemnness when you have your emotional lows, your amazing highs to the great humor moments that everybody gets. It truly was an event when you go watch it in the theater. It was amazing. Did any of you, at the very beginning of the movie, when the movie started, because the way, um, the other one was Far From Home, right? The second one? when The way Far From Home ended, it was the, the holy crap moment of, oh, everybody now knows he's Spider-Man. So, I mean, at least for me, when this movie started, and then they kind of replayed that scene, and he's like, holy crap, everybody knows. Um, it was kind of weird, because I thought it was going to be a little bit more serious, and then it's kind of like a little jokey, and then like <laughs> the music starts kicking in. It's kind of like playful music, and that whole first scene, it's, it's super fun. He gets MJ, they swing swing around, she's freaking out, and then Ned calls him, and they, they have... Uh, 20 seconds of everyone saying dude to each other dude 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 and it's just like oh man this is way different than i thought it would be it kind of made me nervous at the very beginning because then when they take it to the scene where they fly into or it's not fly swing into peter's bedroom um then they have the whole like tracking shot and i'm like oh man this movie's different like they're doing they're doing things different the music is different the tone is different they have the whole tracking shot of after i think when happy uh, rings the doorbell and he's crying because essentially he's getting <laughs> dumped the, by the MA. summer fling is <laughs> yeah. over yeah the- and then and then yeah so for me that scene was it was a little weird and so when that scene ended i was like oh man is the whole movie gonna be like this like they're just gonna be doing different tones and different ways how we see the movie and it i kind of was glad that it wasn't like that even though i still enjoyed that scene like it was like the first five minutes or so in 10 minutes but but how do you guys feel about that scene, the whole beginning of the movie? Well, after watching the trailers, I assumed that at least the first maybe 20, 30 minutes of the film would be a little bit more serious. Yeah. Because, you know, Spider-Man's identity has been revealed. So I mm-hmm. figured that they would take a more serious tone until we get into like the second act. And, and then we start hitting you know, you know, or you know, having more jokes and, and just having fun with the movie as, as we uh, progress to the plot. But then... It was it was like joke after joke after joke. Yeah. In now what in the part what I thought was going to be serious. I'll be honest with you, they I think they really handled the balance well. A lot of it happened happens in dialogue, like with the whole fact that like you know first he figured he's on the perch, his he gets outed and then he starts having to freak out and then he has to go save MJ. But then all these people are like, "Hey, you're Spider Man!" But it's like, wait, but you killed Mysterio! Like immediately, like it has a bit of like this, like it's kind of playful, but it's also a little like manic. Like it's it's the point where like, uh oh, this start everything's starting to unravel immediately in front of him, and he's starting immediately to see the ramifications. That one chick's out there like, he hit me when you're <laughs> obviously, hey, you. Hey, you're a moron! Like, stop being a, a jerk, lady! Like, you get the hell he out did? of here! He he touched me! He he! Spider Man touched me! He, exactly. That's that's the beginning of where it really culminates to everything going on in the school. We're like, okay, this is serious, and then you know we have JB Smoove and the teachers <laughs> coming in. It's just like it's great because you have Hannibal Burris that you know what you did. Mysterio was right, <laughs> and they're um, like, don't listen to him. He's, he's a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. theorist. <laughs> he's like, you can you can swing around, you know, because you know over here in Mitzah High. We, be, we make heroes like just <laughs> jb smooth is on a random side note I've, i'm almost caught up with kirby enthusiasm jb smooth is a treasure like he needs to be in more things like him as the principal like again just little bits of it he really just he takes it uh to the all to that next level and it's 
I think like, yeah, like I think that I like that opening scene because it established the sort of tone of just like, yeah, like we're, we're, we're still going to make this fun, but there's still stakes. Like there are stakes being set up. And then when we get to the, the culmination of act two, that's serious emotional weight. So they're setting us up for it little by little. And so I think it's, it's, it was done well. Like I, initially I can see where there's a bit of worry, like, whoa, we're just going to laugh this off. But, you know, it leads perfectly into the apartment scene where he's just trying to cover up everything. And then you start, it starts really hitting home where everybody starts knocking on his door. The helicopters are circling everywhere. And then they get you know, damage control rolls up into the apartment. It's, it, it all comes up to that final moment where, you know, Matt Murdock, you know, catches the, the the jerk throwing the Mysterio forever brick through it. And it's fun in the whole, like, you know, I'm a very good lawyer. Like, damn right he is. But also, Classic. hey, this is the kind of whole thing. He even says it like, hey, in the court of public opinion, this is going to be really rough. So I think from there, that establishes the whole rest of the first act where he goes to Doctor Strange. We get the whole... MIT and all the other rejections and he really tries to go in and kind of set it all up and that's where we get to that you know the next you know big set piece but um definitely Danny like I know you have a keen eye on some of these things how did you feel about that yeah I mean once it switched over from like the daredevil scene and like him going back to school and kind of everyone finding it out um we got to the point where kind of skip some time where they're doing the school um getting the the letters and it's kind of playful there still too but then you're kind of in the back of your head like oh, okay so like what's happening now like um with everyone knowing he's spider-man like is it just you know all good um but then when he tries to um speak to the counselor who, or the lady from mit then it goes back to a serious note with that fight scene on the bridge. And it's just like, that was one of the best fight scenes. Like, I love that scene. Um, so cool. That was a lot of fun. And even the lead up to it, where like, again, it was kind of like this, like, mm-hmm. kind of semi, you know, playful tone of just, you know, with Flash giving him all the <laughs> demands, which is great, by the way. I really do think, though, like, there is this undertone, like you mentioned, of just like, man, this is still serious because like, hey, we're going through like, oh, I need this, you know, Ned's torn up thing. Like, oh, I need to show this to my parents. I'm sorry. But there's still that way. Like you're of, waiting for yeah, something to, that's, to happen. Yeah. And it's just like this overarching like, hey, man, this is rough. It's really affecting the day to day life, like through the little like skips at Happy's penthouse. It's just it, it, I think it really sets everything up great. I I, that's why I like that initial sequence. And, you know, you have the Daily Bugle still doing its own thing. And it really leads up perfectly to that bridge scene where the spell's all jacked up and, you know, call me, sir. Like, and then we're not even getting to Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. just Benedict Cumberbatch, like, he's having a great year. And I and this is just, you know, he killed it in Power of the Dog, if you haven't seen it, by the way. Really, really well-made film. Strong acting. But at the same time, like, he's, you know donning the cape for Doctor Strange and really just, you know, getting into it and having a lot of fun with that too. Um, Benedict Wong as Wong, is, uh, that's my boy. He's, you know, just just leave me out of this. I don't know. Like, it's just get, get, go out of here. Like, I'm going to hang out with Shang-Chi. Like, what up? <laughs> it, I think, like, all that setup played so well. I think it's, it's really a good 
tempo starter i think from that movie but i get the concern of just like whoa this is different from how the initial movie started like it it was it, only that very beginning scene though because then once after that then it, it was kind of okay this is what we're getting it's it feels more normal now i was i was expecting more of end game kind of where, where the first good chunk of the movie is yeah more serious and dramatic everyone feels the you know that they lost so they're all they're all grieving because five years had passed and they're they're living in this world where where a lot of the, their loved ones and you know team members are, are, are snapped out of existence. So I, I was expecting more of a serious tone where, where Peter is struggling through uh, having, or, you know, being harassed and and looked down on by by the whole world because of, the, you know, these accusations by, by Mysterio and his identity. Everyone knows who he is. So, so he's struggling through just normal everyday life, being rejected from, from colleges, like, like Xavier was just mentioning. So... But but then you know everything was still kept lighthearted and throwing some throwing some jokes in there here. Yeah, there yeah. Once in a while. I would argue that we got that though. Like a lot of that stuff, like that you're talking about, like oh man, like this is really hitting in. Like I think it was there. Like it's being maybe the blow is being softened by some of the jokey stuff, like Ned showing up in between the tender moment on the rooftop with MJ and Peter, like after school. <laughs> like that's kind of the breaking up. You know that that breaks the tension a little bit. But we, we should all move in together. Yeah, right? yeah like <laughs> when they go what? to college, <laughs> let's pretend sure. to actually play frisbee. Let's have some fun. Like my smile. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But like you also saw like them just going to school, like again like that whole tension like you're gonna have her spider babies you're like that's that's a that's wild that guy needs to go to jail what the hell but also like that's the kind of stuff that you know like lingering that's that's his life right now you're like whoa this is it's a circus like you know like it was endgame is you know half of the universe is gone but in spider in no way home it's this is like hey you know my life is now a complete circus and you know it, he even says it to dr strange like it's not fair that everybody else is getting it you know the raw end of the deal with me like no one else should be suffering and that's why he goes to such extreme lengths to set up the spell and then afterwards it's just like flash what the heck where's this chick where's this lady and he's just like nah you know that whole that whole sequence was was great by the way <laughs> like I, I have to repeat like that's i have to bring that back because the whole thing he's just like i, I need you to swing me to school for a month he's like no two weeks he's like you know what i want <laughs> how about how about flash essentially wrote a book about <laughs> being about being spider-man's friend in probably like a day or two <laughs> called it flashpoint <laughs> i love that it was called flashpoint i think that was a slight little dig at dc it had to be someone would be like it's called it flashpoint but i to, yeah like he, he must have written that in like four days tops and just any publishers like oh this has to do with spider-man you know him all right cool published well he is rich so i'm sure he had connections to getting his book published oh, for sure like yeah and I always loved, like, speaking of Flash Thompson, very side note, like, even though we got him, this is probably the, the least amount of Flash Thompson that we saw, I think we always get this multi-layered portrayal of Flash Thompson where, like, yeah, he's Spider-Man's biggest fan, but he gives Peter all this grief. And even in No Way Home, he shows up like, no, sleep till Boston. <laughs> and then, like, he does, he kind of doesn't get the fact that, like, oh, this whole thing is going on. But, you know, hey, that sucks for you guys. But, you know, I'm oblivious, but I still love you guys, sort of. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of this layering to it of just, like, you know, like, he even came up, like, I'm going to plug my book, but also that's my boy. Like, it was weird. <laughs> like, it was kind of not sincere, but it kind of was at the same time. It's, like, that. that's, 
it, it was I, I liked it. Like, or, I liked like it in a the lot. donut shop when Ned is like, "Oh, we're not going because we're actual we're actually friends with Peter Parker." And he's like, and he was kind of like, "Oh, damn." Yeah, and then like, you saw that too. He's dagger. just like, <laughs> he's like, "Ow!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it, it showed like he's there's always show Flash and some level of vulnerability in these movies, and I. Well, That's I think a, like in Far From Home, there was a part where like something about family or or like his dad or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he was always trying to talk to his dad. He's like, oh, he's on a trip again. Oh, okay. And like yeah. that was kind of co- that was really cool to see that. And so to Anthony's point from earlier in the podcast, like we really get a treat from these writers who really know the source material and really want to add some of the stuff into it. And you know, this movie was all these treats because you know. Going to the whole fight on the bridge, we got Doc Ock really like in his like full like Doc Ock AI control mode from Spider-Man 2 right into it. Alfred Molina not skipping a beat and, you know, really well choreographed scene of just him with the different tentacles, like some moving fast, some moving slow. Like we really got to see over time, like we can play around and show Doc Ock as this really serious threat where he's just throwing like everything on that highway bridge at spider-man and um shout out to michael giacchino killing it with the music in this movie and any every time there's one of the the old bad guys doc ock they play like a slight swell of their music and Mm -hmm. it's so cool just those little nods for for music nerds like us, most likely that we notice that stuff is like, oh man, it's so cool. All of the motifs the were there. Too. Oh, yeah, because at, at the end we get that the the, the Raimi Spider Man <laughs> scene. Get, oh. Yes, so oh. that was the that was I think the best. So good. They, they play it twice, and it's just like, every oh. time that came through, guys. Like I I shed a tear. Like yeah. I will go on record and the, say like I cried every time you get the those three notes. Every <laughs> no, those three descending notes from the Danny Elfman score. And, you know, Giacchino really bringing in some of, like, the kind of big, like, some of the techno beats from Electro. And, you know, again, the the Goblin stuff. Like, it, it, he he's the guy right now. Like, he really is killing it. Like, uh, just the way he mixed it all together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, it's, it's just, like, the whole idea of, like, everything was just paying such a great homage and respect and just really a celebration of Spider-Man. And his score really exemplifies that Every, everything got a chance to shine he did the score for dr strange so mm-hmm. it's like hey let me interweave the the dr strange theme into here just perfectly dude it was it, oh man like I, I was such a big nerd like anthony and i in the theater were just like oh you heard the theme you heard the theme like it was like all the different themes that are going through a garfield spider-man 2 like the james horner soundtrack that was so nice to hear again. and the, he even had like the moments when peter first goes and visits dr strange in the Sanctum Santorium, there's a, like, they have the Doctor Strange music playing, which he obviously did, so he knows, he's like, all right, I'm going to put Doctor Strange here, but throughout the movie, whenever there was, like, a Doctor Strange moment, it was the Spider-Man music from these three movies, so the Far From Home main theme, but with, like, a twinge of Doctor Strange mixed into it, and so it's just, it's just so cool that he's able to, to just mix it like that, very very cool yeah the mirror dimension scene really shows that off too like there's like this serious oh my god you're in the mirror dimension but then also there's this like kind of colorfulness and movement and momentum that comes through with spider-man that's just interwoven perfectly so i don't know if you ever listen to this but man you've got massive fans over here mr giacchino and keep it up we've loved you since lost yep. and the incredibles oh no the, yeah the incredibles are the best i think michael giacchino is 
is making his way into being like like this generation's John Williams. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I think so. Like between The Incredibles, between Star Trek, between Star Wars, Rogue One, the music has been yeah, Rogue music One has been awesome. Then we got Batman now too. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, because Matt he's been he's done Matt Reeves' movies for a mm-hmm. while, and so I guess Matt Reeves is like oh, you're my boy. The same thing with JJ as JJ's boy. So wait, and that includes. Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Too? He okay. did Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he did. The new ones he came through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Zach, you get the gold star for today for uh, knowing your stuff. Thank yes. you. All right. Good job. The kid knows. The kid knows, no, guys. He also, did, uh, he also <laughs> did the music for Cloverfield, which is also Matt Reeves' movie. So. Yep. That's a Matt Reeves? Okay. Wait, with the first Cloverfield? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. The first one. I'm I'm pretty sure. Now I'm, now I'm second guessing myself, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Right. I, well, I know, no, I know he I did the music, but I'm pretty sure it's a Matt Reeves movie. I thought the first Cloverfield, or unless it was produced by JJ, I thought it was JJ. Yeah, he, pr- I think he produced, he produced it. it. He, he produced, produced it, but yeah. I think it was one of Matt Reeves' first movies. Yeah, I can, I can confirm for sure he produced it, 100. percent Man, uh, speaking of 100 percent and yeah. bringing 100, percent can we talk about Willem Dafoe? Oh, <laughs> by far the the <laughs> best, he, he, more than the 100%. best character, <laughs> the best character in the movie. I, I, he just he does an incredible job. That he that, killed him, man. The, well, one showing like how psychotic Green Goblin is, but at the same time being able to just be like the friendly, like you know, like the, old the, man, the real, real Norman Osborn, yeah. Yeah. friendly Norman, Dude. yeah. Um, and then the the fight so scenes, cool. like when he's getting punched in the face. Uh, that was million times, and then smiling. smiling. He's, he's laughing and smiling while he's getting beat, <laughs> he's beat getting up. the beat down. Oh my goodness! Like homeboy, freaking goes to town, like on Peter so <laughs> beautifully. Like it when we got the Goblin Serum in the first Sam Raimi film. Like we get it. Oh, Vegas, you know it's the peak of human potential. You know we've only scratched the surface of you know years of evolution back to formula this man did not go back to formula (laughs) this man took it to a bold new formula this the kid what got power bombed through three floors it had to have been more. It had to have been more than three floors. I don't even know how many floors that. They, they made it May all was the way going up down there. Aunt May was going down the stairs for a while, so yeah. it had to have been more than three. And Aunt May got all the way to the bottom floor. Yeah. They were at the bottom floor. Yeah, yeah. homeboy got bodied. It was, but it was so great to see because like it was a sort of gang up in the lizard, and even and you know shout out to uh, Resiphons because like that was really cool. Like they didn't have to put in Resiphons, but they included him in that. He got to have fun and show off some of. You know, uh, uh, Kirk Connors is a little bit of like, you know, in full embracing of that lizard persona. And, you know, again, Jamie Foxx redeeming himself, like I mentioned earlier, like that showed everybody just kind of being able to play. But Willem Dafoe, man, and the fact that he went and did all his stuff on his own, like by himself, like I really need to get into it. Like the stunts, too. I meant he just whooped this kid's ass like i like to think that he just showed up on set and started beating up tom holland and like mark webb's like i just roll it like it's just like we're just gonna put him in costume and go (laughs) like everything like the whole like you know you know norman's on sabbatical honey like so good that was so so many good lines so many good lines switch from so good norman to goblin okay the whole sequence with peter having his spider sense yeah and him and having that uh that 
like was it like second person shot where the camera's just fixed on his face mm-hmm. and he's walking around the apartment from from that back there's room. a term for that the way they shoot that i just I, don't I, remember I the term it's exactly. it's when i think they pull back on the camera but zoom in at the same time and that's oh, what gives that that's, effect that's called the vertigo effect oh, okay well but it, uh, that, that was cool. what they did though because <laughs> that's how they showed off his yeah his yeah tingle but his spider I mean, sense. i meant more of how the, like, the camera tracking him as oh he's yeah walking yeah yeah because I mean, yeah, he's trying to figure out like what why am i feeling this where is it coming yeah, from he's he's just kind of confused like oh like something something's not right and he's walking he's walking from that back room where he's uh working on the on the antidote or the mm-hmm. uh, you know to fix the villains to get them back to to normal and then he just has that moment of like, okay, something's not right. He starts walking around. You get that shot of him just tracking his face. Mm-hmm. And then he just shoots his web over to uh, to Norman's hand. And that's when then he's, that's when everything uh, just goes to shit. He switched yeah. right before that, though, in the when they were making his serum. Oh, yeah. True. That obviously, I guess he faked the oh, serum. Oh, he faked it. Yeah. yeah so when, when, when they already fixed Dr. Octopus and... Um, you know octavius is talking to him he's like we're doing it he's like we can fix you and he's like now you'll be back to normal i think the camera was like zooming in on him but like on the back of his head and i i don't remember what he said i think he just said like back to normal and his voice kind of sounded but i think that was it that was like when you're like because when i heard that i was like oh shit yeah that's when goblin took (laughs) over that was the first time yeah and then and then right after that i think is the peter scene when when he when he notices it right into it minutes later yeah and then wardrobe, like they finally brought in like the hoodie, like he had the that he, he got from it. The purple and green really came through. I look back, I look back fondly on the whole Power Ranger outfit, but no, he put he had the same suit, but then he brought the other stuff in here. We saw the glider had way more trick, like the same tricks, but way more effective in this movie than beforehand. I guess it's what happens when we, you know, over the years and the budget, but. Even that last fight at the end, like he was just fully in it when they're just on the shield, like just going at it. Just again, Willem Dafoe, like really selling the fact that Goblin is cemented as one of Spider-Man's top tier villains. Exactly. And uh, the great decision by the writers to, and it's also like they made it part of the story, was for him to, when he came into this into this universe and it's Norman Osborn and he's freaking out and he essentially throws or, or breaks his his helmet the power rangers helmet so right. it's like a great decision because now we get to see the acting of william defoe and, and look what came out of it it's it was fantastic which i i will say is kind of strange when they when they revealed norman osborne uh-huh. because for every other villain it was more of like a like a dramatic uh suspenseful kind of mm-hmm. uh, reveal whereas with him it was the mask was already off and it just cut to his face well, they, I mean, it they technically feel, revealed him well, in, the, yeah. in the bridge with the, yeah. after Dr. Octopus fight. But just more of like his, his face. Right. Like, 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 uh, uh, Willem Dafoe there instead of just the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that that was purposeful because we know, like, going in back to watching the first Spider Man film, that's his first villain. Like, that he really truly fights. And that's, you know, the whole bit. And we know he's, you know, he's really maniacal in that persona. That whole bit from the first Spider Man film when he's in the burning building and he's just like, the Sam <laughs> the Raimi effect is in there. Yeah. Just, ah, exactly. <laughs> just the scream, like, scream, and I'm going to beat that ass. Like, it was, <laughs> that's great. And they still brought some of that. But again, then they had that level of seriousness with the glider hitting May and really we're getting to, you know, it, People were saying like, "Why is Spider Man Iron Man Junior?" Like, no, we really at this point now we're getting we're getting Spider Man because we got his with great power and great responsibility moment. Uh, shout out to Marissa Tomei, 
doing an amazing job just really selling that and doing an extremely great job and it was great seeing the dichotomy between going from supporting you know a nephew but also like giving him lessons at the same time of understanding what it means to really having a ha that gift and be, having a responsibility to do right and do things the right way because that's a big thing and you know superhero mythos and a lot of movies sometimes kind of skirt it or or they go really heavy-handed on it i think they hit this the balance just right of understanding like no like you know you have a gift and you're able to, you know you know she says it verbatim from the comics like you know with great moments but there must also come like great responsibility that was like that was really well done but it was also like the you know i saw a meme of like you know patrick and spongebob from spun from you know from the cartoon with the coffin like all right get in like <laughs> that was like her moment You're as like, soon as no. you as soon as you said it i was like uh okay <sighs> i think it was matt who who pointed it out after we watched the movie that he said that if you've noticed with every iteration of Spider-Man, whenever the you know whenever the well the first two films were the uncle mm -hmm. or Uncle Ben, uh, this one was um, Aunt May. When they say their line that grip mm -hmm. with great power comes from they yeah they end up dying right like not too long after yeah that's their big you know hero it's moment to happen yeah that's the moment that like this is where Peter friendly neighborhood like becomes Spider-Man almost like. Um, yeah. and just to kind of go back on um, the score on this film the score in this scene mm -hmm. where Aunt May is dying was yeah. crazy good gut wrenching <laughs> that whole gut like, wrenching Happy shows up you have yeah. the cops shooting at him the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson are still out Outside. there just like trying to capture it all and he's just like hey, like Spider-Man Spider has to like leave because they're about to like shoot up or he even got shot i think yeah. what's or yeah. twice he got grazed yeah the score the acting top notch mr yeah. tomei was great tom holland showing more of his range you know you Crazy, know man. you know also did really a good job thomas hayden church i thought that was really cool like there was always that whole bit of like i'm in it for me but i'm i'm kind of along for the ride and you could see that like sandman's like he's like what the hell i want to go home and see my daughter <laughs> yeah like I, I just need to go home like y'all are trash where's my daughter Get it to me now. If I break the thing and I go home, cool. But hey, I, I, I'm in it for me. Let's make it happen. Well, when he first comes on and he starts to help Peter, I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Like maybe the trailer kind of um, throws us off a little bit. Where like when they, I love when they do that, by the way. Yeah, where it's like, oh, maybe he's going to join him and like it's going to go a totally different way. Um, so it was pretty cool seeing like how he kind of, Goes to the different sides. Yeah, and then that that guy, uh, that character, is always mistrusting. And so when they zap Max mm -hmm. back to the whole, to the you know, I call it the dungeon or like you know the holding cells, <laughs> with along with the tree, the secret villain of the entire <laughs> film. You know, it's just a tree. It's just a tree, man. <laughs> and that was a whole thing. Like that was really cool. Like, the, uh, beginning the whole theme of like, oh, I'm back to not trusting anybody. No, yeah. I'm out. I'm in it for me. And they had that great moment between him and Max. I was like, man, you got to watch where you fall. Like, like <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> it's like, I fell. Dang, really? No way, bro. I fell into a bat of eels. Oh, yeah. Super collider. Got to watch where you fall, man. <laughs> and and then that, that was really great. And so because of that, then you get the great themes and the, the lead up to the big reveal that you can tell now that Andrew Garfield was having so much fun lying through his teeth for all of these months. 
That man deserves an Oscar, not for any movies that he's been in. For tick, tick, boom. No, for for the year of him <laughs> lying to everybody that he's in this movie. And Toby <laughs> just being in complete, like you know, raid under the radar completely. Like you know, just because that guy has a history of just like crapping on the paparazzi, so nobody wants to be near him. So it's great. So he's just like, this is easy. This is this is easy money for me. But shout out to Andrew Garfield. Hands down, that whole everything from the beginning of that scene was was awesome. Like every theater, you know, is clapping. Every theater is cheering, and then enjoying the fact that he has to still prove that he's Spider Man when us as an audience are just <laughs> celebrating the fact that yes, he's back. I thought it was a great choice to have him come out first, um, and just get to appreciate him for for a couple minutes by himself, um, and then obviously lead to Toby, but. You could tell Andrew just had a complete blast. Yeah, and and Toby just like was in full earnest of just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do this again. Like, and even through the acting, you had they're having a lot of fun with this, and they're really just celebrating that they're all there together. It was definitely some of the biggest cheers from the theater that I was in. Um, you know, when he says, you know, Ned, hey, uh, find Peter Parker, and then so you you find Peter Parker, and then and then. I guess some people had ego eyes at first because when he turns around, people were already like, <gasps> and I was like, it was it's Spider-Man, guys. Tell me right now, it's a suit. I guess because they saw the eyes the, of the, the suit. The, the white eyes. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm I obviously sure. noticed it the second time, but even still, like the first time, like even even though when he turned around, like it wasn't until he came closer, I was like, oh, okay, nice. Yeah. But immediately when they show him, <gasps> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man. when we watched it, someone yelled, oh, it's Andrew. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, like how do you know that guy? It's not, it's not, it's not Tom Holland. That's taller than Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Tom. No, man. It's, um, it's Yuri Lowenthal. That's who it was. <laughs> deep it's cuts. Deep cut. Yeah. PS4. Play the game. It's really good. Um, and Toby's reveal just came through. Uh, he, he's just like, Hey guys. So I just came through and wait, yeah, where, where'd that walks. go? Yeah. His review, his review. He, he like funny. was still Peter. Like if you watch mm-hmm. Peter, how he, how he plays Peter in all three of those movies, he's like that. kind of like this, like, you know, a- just aloof, uh, sort like, of aloof, what is but like kind of nerdy. Like, thing. Oh my. And then, Hey, where, where, where'd that go? Like that's, that's, that's too cool. Who were? And then, and I love, uh, Ned's grandma. It's just like, the Oh, grandma. hello there, dude. <laughs> That bit was great. Like all the little nods, the small stuff, um, you know, and then through that, like, I love how even still thematically, like, I don't know how we got here, but all I know is your friends in trouble. Like, I think that they understood that, like, there is that implicit connection of being Spider-Man means like, hey, like, this is stuff going on. And like, they all collectively kind of know what they're going, they're going through. Like that whole scene where like, do you know where he would be like a place? And you get to see, you start seeing a bit of more of the different Peters coming through. Like, I love the, like, you know, Toby's is like, oh, the Chrysler building. And then Andrew's like, Empire State. He's like, (laughs) it's a good view. And then they're they're all like, yeah, great view. And even the whole like, wait, I think I know who you are. And the the web battle at the beginning, I thought was so cool. (laughs) And then like, it was just relieving the tension by having Ned's grandma just like, yo, clean this stuff up. Also, you guys are cool. I'm going to bed. (laughs) And how about Toby with the, like the Jesus aim with his webs? He 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 webs Andrew Garfield's web shots in his wrist to like stop him from webbing. And he's like, oh shit! Yeah. So our amazing Spider-Man, as I was calling him, was like he looked and he's like, okay, all right, buddy, you know what you're doing, <laughs> like, and because you know that because that's from experience. Like the man knows. Like it, that was so cool. Like there are small character moments like that. Obviously, we get our major moments, but those small moments really just add to this whole celebration of spider-man 
Yeah, and then like the next scene when they go to get um Tom's Peter and they're talking on that building, um, you get like little moments where Andrew's talking about, Chills. you know, he's pulling his punches or he stopped pulling his punches. Um, you get um the other Spider Man talking about how Toby saying like, you know, he's with MJ still and like talking about Uncle Ben, like his Uncle Ben. Um, just it's probably the like the best scene in the movie, and it's yeah. not even an action scene. It's a scene of three Spider Men talking, talking to each together. Other. It's, it's, yeah, it's so cool. Helping one, helping someone else get through it, or help understand what's going on. And hey, like, don't let them, don't let that center compass that they all had died for nothing. And that's when they knew, hey, like they shared their dark, vulnerable moments of, you know, when Gwen died, mm-hmm. when. Toby actually found the guy from the first Spider-Man movie. He, you know, the guy he got kicked through a window, and going through all of that, it still didn't help. Yeah. And so that's it's the lingering guilt of, hey, there's still something I have to do, and that really led to the Spider-Man moments. And then you know we get to the everything of just figuring out how do we solve all of this? How do we get going from you know the high of the Doctor Strange fight where to- where Tom was able to just use simple quick maths. And uh, take quick out math. <laughs> quick maths and taking out Doctor Strange. The man, the man has, has geometry. Yeah, the man has a uh, MDs, uh, you know, MD degrees, but he 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 needs to know his uh, simple geometry. Uh, so we going through that. He's running a high, and like I can fix this. And then he's in this massive low. Getting the two other Spider Men to help out was great because then we get the we get the pointing meme. You mean him? <laughs> me? Me? Dude, all the all the memes come Peter, to life was great. Me? <laughs> Peter. I love Which that. One? Which Peter? Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. <laughs> We're all Peter Parker. <laughs> Just looking. Wait, me? This one? Who? Like, oh man! Like, this the the rundown of the memes, guys. Like, just coming to life was great. <laughs> oh, and then same thing with uh with Norman Osborn at the beginning. He says, "Oh, I'm something of a scientist myself." <laughs> was, I died at that, that part. Awesome. Even <laughs> the third time watching the movie, I'm in the theater marking out. He's like, "He did the thing." I'm Leo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> I like just pointing at the screen. Like, he did the thing. That's amazing. Like, ah, oh, just everything from that. Like, I just you know, it's it's so great. Like all the great callbacks. Like the callback at the end of the big fight and everybody got healed uh, from in the Statue of Liberty where, you know, talking about the score adds to this moment, the music score where Toby Spider-Man sees Otto and wow, oh. boy, you're all grown up. And just, he says, just like he said from, from his first meeting, he's just like, yo, I'm trying to do better when he's always laid and kind of aloof because he's, mm-hmm. you know, busy delivering pizzas and being Spider-Man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, this was a great moment. Where he's just like, I'm, you know, trying to do better and you just feel it the man tears it really came through man that was so great and andrew's spider-man you i still think that in terms of spider-man spider-man like just the character spider-man the persona like we we got the best thing from andrew like the material was given the way he ran with it all the quips of him like trying to face off the lizard in that fight like we'll get to that fight in a second but like everything where he's webbing him up and just going through the whole wait your turn and all the bits like hey max what's up buddy and just like come on Max, you know it's just like oh it's my spider-man what's up baby like you know and that was great like you got to see all the showcases of just what made Andrew Spider-Man so amazing. Like that truly was it. Like everything from that culmination in that sequence at the very end, that set piece was just wonderful. Everything I wanted. Yeah. The, 
the MJ catch. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> like very telegraphed from the trailers. Like pretty much like, oh, I mean, we're pretty sure he's in this movie. And if he's in this movie, he's probably going <laughs> to be the one that ended up catching her. But it didn't even matter. It didn't matter that I knew it was most likely going to happen. When it happened, he did it. Everyone, everyone cheers. Everyone claps. It is the best thing. It's so cool. 55% of the audience is crying at the same I, yeah, time. Because he he fulfills the duty that he didn't before. And then he asks if she's okay. And she says yes. And then she says, are you okay? And then he just nods while he's like crying. And it's it was beautiful. It, it was, was his great. redemption. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. What happened with Gwen? Legit getting teary-eyed thinking about it. I like and him going back to the everything of just leading up to that. Even the fun little moments between the three of them trying to work out how to coordinate. Like we've never done this before. Like I, I don't. I'm always by myself, and I fought some random Russian <laughs> in a massive rhino suit. It's like I fought some weird space alien. Like all of them showcasing their fun little things of just like their quirks of their particular brand of Spider-Man was wonderful. I love that. And then you got Toby telling him, "Dude, you're amazing." He's like, you're amazing. Forget the I want to hear you say it. Repeat it. Yeah, say it. Like it's wink, just, wink. Yeah, like say it. You're amazing. <laughs> and the whole bit with the back. That's like a like a triple. <laughs> that's a meta, like a triple super, meta yeah, reference. Super meta. Like not only is it because of the whole like his back in Spider Man Two, and you know mm-hmm. going to the whole I had an existential web block, but that's a whole like backstory because. <laughs> Because yeah, <laughs> he got it's a literal it. backstory. Literal backstory. Because when they were about to film Spider Man Two, his back was actually kind of messed up because of Sea Biscuit, and he's riding like a horse, and he tweaked his back. Yeah. That's why. And they were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal maybe replacing him as Peter Parker for the whole bit. Well, apparently, that was an excuse he made, and it wasn't real after all. And he was using that excuse to get more money, and that's why they almost got Jake Gyllenhaal because. <laughs> he was just trying to swindle and get more money out of it. You hear that, Terrence Howard? That's what you should have done. <laughs> Damn. Um, it's hard out here for an actor sometimes. But hey. <laughs> now, going back to that, the lab scene, uh, I love how Ned is like, he he asked, um, like, oh, do you have a best friend? Um, and then, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. He, he died in my arms. <laughs> Well, he was trying to kill me. <laughs> and then, I don't know if a lot of people notice it because a lot of people are laughing at that moment, but Andrew Garfield is in the background and he turns around and he goes, dude, like, he's like, dude, whispering to him. He's like, why would you ask that? <laughs> 100% that happened. Yeah. And then he, he, I guess he's like going back to Tom Holland's Peter and he just like gives him something and just runs away. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. Please don't. Yeah, totally that. Like all those little things add up to that. And I think the the sequencing behind how they handled everything with how to knock out each of the villains one by one was really fun to see. Like they knocked out Sandman first because they can't see and coordinate when Sandman's all over the place. But even with that, we still had, you know, the great hero shot of all three Spider-Men like swinging into action. Did you guys notice that like, I I don't know if it's Tom's, I think it's Tom's, like he grabs their webs to pull their webs. Yeah, I thought it was Andrew that did that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure it was Andrew. Somebody pulled both of their web lines to swing them forward, dude. That was so freaking cool. Whoever was in the middle, because then the one in the middle does some like. (laughs) If it was Andrew McFisty in the air, like I don't know what they did. He did that just for the for the momentum for the lizard kick, like just immediately, pa! Like that was great. And like after going into it, because we can go on and on. Like I loved 
one of the big biggest triumphs of the movie is showing off how badass Electro can be. Like if you've played the Spider-Man game on PS4 or just the remaster PS5, hopefully, but there's so much like effect going through. And I think that's why if they pitched that to Jamie Foxx, homie was all in on it. Like they get, if you notice, they gave him the Tims. So he was really all up on it. But with the arc reactor power up, this dude was on the next level. It, that's why they needed the, the Doc Ock uh, surprise fake out to really get to him. Cause man, like, he was really like OP. Like he was getting everybody. I thought it was pretty cool that they brought in like the arc reactor for that. You know, um, a, a cool way to change up Jamie Foxx's Electro. Hundred percent. Yeah, it gave him the ability to stay still himself. He doesn't have to be you know super blue because I think they pulled that from like the Ultimate Comics where Max Dillon was like this blue electricity which in concept it's cool but man practically it's tough like the only person i know that does that was doing that all the time was rebecca romaine and uh nightcrawler nightcrawler yeah Uh, alan cumming like doing all of that so again like that whole scene at the end and after all of that then we get the badassery that is goblin just rolling up faking out dr strange Mm -hmm. again like it shows off yeah dr strange is brilliant magician and sorcerer, but he can get the fake out by just some practical insanity. <laughs> I love the the goblin bombs. I, I always the goblin bombs like were always the tricky part, except for the one in the original Spider Man movie that just randomly disintegrated people. The, the people, I was like, where did that come back from? <laughs> uh, yeah, and how come he doesn't have any more of those? <laughs> I <laughs> he, could get the job done quick. He, he used his one, and he even <laughs> used he used like the the, the spinning cutters from the beginning where. That cut Toby in the first movie, which then led to, you know, the whole reveal that, oh, he's Spider-Man because he has the cut. And, you know, he, the you know, cranberry juice where I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these. <laughs> that was my, you know, I, we mentioned in one episode, like, that was my experience trying to get tickets, tickets for this movie. I mean, I had to beat an old lady to get a stick with these. But, yeah, and everything. And even still, Toby and Andrew's Spider-Man trying to still help redeem Tom to not really go through with just completely eviscerating this man with the glider. Um, and dude, the theater freaked the hell out. I don't know if you, that, you know, we saw it together too. Yeah. Like you heard everybody freak out when this guy got a little dagger went, you know, in shoved in him. I was like, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. Yeah, That was the moment where I thought, Oh, they're, they're going to kill him off. I thought they were going to kill him off for sure. But I- they had to, you know, throw. In, it's like it's okay. I've been stabbed yeah. <laughs> before. It's like this is true. He has been stabbed before, and it's just like you know. I love this. Like you're in a lot of plan art. He was like, oh, absolutely. Like, but it was just you know good to see that. Yeah, see, we did it to him, and you know, great throw, great catch. Like we really got through all that, and then you know, even after all of that, the stakes still get higher because you see just the universe breaking. It has a great visual effect of just all of New York just starting to split in half and the whole skyline just break apart. And then we get the crazy teases. Those were really exciting. What? Which did you guys catch um, when you saw it? The first time I definitely saw Scorpion, but I didn't. I couldn't really tell. I think I saw Rhino, but that was it. I couldn't really tell who else was there. Yeah, it was. Uh, from what I remember, it was Rhino, Craven, uh, Scorpion, but then there was a female next to Rhino. But I, I couldn't really Don't tell even who that was because... I think it's Black Cat. Like, the more I saw of it, I was like, this this looks like Black Cat. 
But now, were were all those characters supposed to be villains or a mix of villains, antiheroes, other superheroes, and people and who know who's Spider? Yeah, people, people who, who know knew, who he is. Uh, who Spider-Man yeah. Was. Okay, I got, yeah. Okay. Because I mean, that that does make sense. But now, the the part that confused me was that we got Scorpion, but you know, in that you know, the silhouette of, of Scorpion, but we already have a version of Scorpion. Different universe, my yeah, guy. These are scorpions coming from. A we had the universe. rhino in the full rhino suit, like normal skin type, augmented yeah. human ability rhino suit, yeah. like that same guy that rolls through and tries to, you know, fight the Hulk and the thing. Sometimes that well, same guy. Well, the reason why I mentioned that is because I've, you know, the the MCU already has their version of Scorpion. Why not just stick with that version of Scorpion instead of trying to bring in tease them for later like another version of it? Yeah, but I mean, we it's there. You know, uh, Matt Gargan is he's still he has the the tattoo and he's in jail with Vulture. So who's to say that we're gonna make a rehabilitation program that we started with Abomination? Yeah, we're getting real like into the MCU lore right now. So yeah. apologies, but you know they did that with Wong and Abomination. Who's to say like, hey, this guy's got a set of skills. You wanna? try some rando formula and you turn into a scorpion dude maybe maybe not why not if he gets him out of prison less and he becomes like the mcu thunderbolts that i think they're really starting to tease who knows what maybe. kind of set of skills particular <laughs> set of skills i mean maybe maybe they might bring him in morbius like have him you know but who's to say morbius is in this mcu yeah. i think morbius again this is you know deep pull stuff but i really think morbius is set in the amazing universe because they keep showing all of the well, they, they've shown posters of Spider-Man. Like, they're just putting everything in the kitchen mm -hmm. sink. They're even it, talking about Venom. What makes, what makes it more confusing is because in the trailers, they keep showing uh, Michael Keaton as the vulture in the MCU. So it's like, so if that's the other universe and he kind of stopped the Spider-Man universes from combining or whatever, so then how is he now... In that movie, it's like I don't, I don't get it. it. That it, other universe not... just has the same actor. Who is this? Like, hand wave. Don't worry about it. I mean, when they send everyone back, like who's to say they go back to that universe, or maybe something else happens and they merge Toby and Andrews, or I don't know. You, Ask anything Venom. could happen. Because that, that that trailer has a has references to Toby to, to the Toby one. Where, yeah, that the poster. poster. That's is, the Toby's poster. Toby's. And then Venom. You have. They also have, I think, yeah, the, the Oscorp Venom. building from, from the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider yeah, exactly. So it's just like it's all it's all three put together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. And it's interesting because they also have Horizon Labs, which is also in the comics. Like, yeah, they just they got a lot going on, guys. Like, there's a whole lot, and it's uh, really exciting to see because like the the future of this is really open. Everybody was worried that like we're not gonna get anything else. Like this was the last. Like if this was like the last last like you know, Tom Holland, Spider-Man in the MCU, like what a way to go out. It's amazing. But now we have other really exciting stuff to go through, especially with now that he's just bare bones, Peter Parker. I don't know how he's leasing an apartment in New York, but Hey, he's doing it. Uh, he's uh, also fun fact. Every Peter Parker somehow has a particular set of sewing skills. Like they just know how to sew. Scientists. That, that's amazing. <laughs> geometry. Yeah. They science it. Geometry. You know what? I'll chalk it up to geometry, but this dude makes his suit. The suit looks really great because it's... The suit looks great, incredible. Great bright colors to the comics. Zach's point and bringing it up again. You know, we got it a little bit from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which was great with the kid in coming down and helping him out with a science project. Like, that's still your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You got the great teases uh, from Max talking about, man, you know, a white kid... 
I thought you were going to be, you know, you helping out people from Queens. You're from Queens, helping out poor people. I thought you'd be black. Like, that was great because I never, he's got to be a black Spider Man somewhere. And everybody was clapping. Like, yeah, wink, wink. (laughs) That, That was awesome, man. And just really building up to this, it's exciting to see what else we get out of it. It's a just, it's a really great high to come from and just super excited to see what else is coming through. Well, apparently there's there's another trilogy and it's basically confirmed that Tom Holland is going to be, or is going to continue to play Spider-Man in that trilogy, but he's playing it off like, oh, I don't know what the future holds. Like, dude, you Yeah, there was just, just a, an interview that they did with all three of them and, and they straight up asked him like, so what, when, what are you going to do another one? And he's like, honestly, I don't know. But, He's like he yeah. said I would love to, but he doesn't know the answer. But I don't know the answer, but, but except the contract. Months, like, I don't know, but we've ago. you know we've just been through a year and a half of Andrew Garfield lying to everybody, so <laughs> exactly. you can't really trust Andrew anybody. Him well. Yeah, he can't yeah. trust anybody anymore. Yeah, it gives a reset so that he can reintroduce himself to maybe some people at the the street level. You know, maybe you'll have somebody in some of these shows coming through referencing this guy swinging around or something like that. So it's exciting, guys. I'm really glad to to have lived through this and really experience this like you know event in uh film and in cinema like this was really a lot of fun like just to be able to get all of this together and getting it's almost you know it's a kid's dream come true really especially after these last two years where we haven't really been going to the movies or haven't had these like events in a while Uh, i mean the last major movie like this that we kind of got to get the audience experience like that i mean Endgame, but that was what 2019. Well, yeah, that was the summer. Um, 2019 was also Rise of Skywalker, so that was the end of 2019. Yeah. So that was essentially the two year mark from when this movie came out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like two years. So, it's highly possible that this movie was tons of people's first movies back to mm-hmm. the movies, and it was just insane how much money this movie made. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's during it's, the pandemic. Yeah, and people are saying like there is no asterisk. Like you can even put this as an asterisk as it's like we had we were playing with a handicap and because all these pieces came together, everything from the writing, the respect to the characters, the acting, the music, the film score, all the cinematography, like we got great views on how even minute things of how he swings to then bringing in some of the MCU established things like a shield on the captain on the Statue of Liberty, Doctor Strange doing his stuff and really having people reference the other stuff in the whole get together where they're trying to figure out and strategize. Like, I don't want him to brag, but I was in the Avengers. Like you have to talk about all <laughs> that. Is that. Is that a what band? Is that? How is this helping? <laughs> You're in a band. I love that dude. Andrew's it's the Tom. Andrew Spider-Man. just like, I love that. He's like, are you in a band? That's so cool. Like it was just, he was genuinely excited. Like this. I love you guys. That ver- and that's improv. That was improv on record. And they were just I like, love- "Thank you." And they said thank you in unison. That was awesome. I love when the he's like, "Wait, uh, you're Peter one. I'm Peter two. And then when when finally he like laid the ground rules. All right, Peter two, Peter two, Peter three. He's like, "Okay, Peter three. He's like, we're "I guess I'm Peter three. It's like I don't care. We're gonna do this. And it's like we're gonna make this happen. Like it was great, man. And like they had the hug at the very end, like. Oh man, just all the good feelings. Yeah, man. wasn't that improvised too? The hug yeah, at the end, the hug, the very hug at the end. I could have watched yeah. the whole movie of just like the three Spider Man, mm-hmm. the yeah. adventures of three Spider Man. Just three, like the end credits of them, just like of like where you have like the different art styles of the Spider Man, just like 
just, 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 just little bits of that. Like the three of them going through New York, just like, well, this would be fun or different. Like if Tom's Peter was like a tour guide for a little bit, that would have been fun. But obviously stakes are high, guys. We got to make sure that make this happen. So what a great end credit theme song um, for The Magic Number by De La Soul. Absolutely. Like, three is the magic number. Yeah, so 100%. Cool. Looking back at first, I was kind of bummed because we kept getting a Ramon song at the end of every Mark Webb Spider-Man film. And I was waiting for another one. But th like Anthony said, that was the perfect way. The, the perfect song. The third Spider-Man movie, the three Spider-Man just worked out. Absolutely right. Too good. Too good. And then moving on to the post credit scenes, we had uh, Venom uh, be at the bar with uh, Danny Rojas. With Danny Rojas, yo, football and apparently not paying your tab is life. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was fun because it's just like you got a guy with stones. Like just Eddie Brock was just a mess, just a complete mess. But I really think we got that little tease at the end with the piece of the symbiote staying. I think that has to deal again different podcasts, but I think that has to deal with Thor: Love and Thunder. Like that's gonna have to deal with some stuff. Mm -hmm. That's I gonna never be thought about that. Yeah, because the, the guy. Who, who the, who's the villain in that film that's Christian played by Bale? Christian Bale. Mm. He is a guy called Gore the God Butcher, comic book name for sure, but he uses this sword that has ties to the symbiotes and to like their god or anything mm. like that. So mm. who's to say like that might just show up and do what the hell is this? So I mean, I like that he was brought in for that purpose to leave a piece of um, the symbiote behind. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go back to his... Oh, yeah, he's got to get back because, you know, Sony wants to make more money too. <laughs> Probably one of the scenes I didn't like in the movie just because I felt like it was sort of a waste. They had that tease at the end of Venom 2. Yes. And you're like, oh, that just I mean, made you get you so have, excited. Yeah, you, you ha it gave yeah. you more questions before Spider-Man came. You're like, oh, man, so is he just going to be in the movie? I mean, I'm sort of glad he was in the movie because there was already so much in it. Yeah. But it was also like... I almost wanted it to not even be in the movie because it was kind of like a throwaway thing. So it's like, so two end credit scenes and then that was it. it was, I don't know. I feel like maybe somebody didn't think about it too much and they kind of threw it in last minute. But how, how else are we going to pad a 90 minute film from credit to credit? That's what Let There Be Carnage was, the runtime from credits to credits, 90 yeah. minutes. Like they needed to pad that up. And that's a whole thing. Another topic one day, we can talk about like how film the duration of films, like the film, the movie lengths are getting to a certain standard where like you're expecting now like 220, 230. And we're, I'm for that, just for the record. I'm for that. Like, again, we're talking about Matt Reeves' Batman. It's, there's rumors it's about three hours. Good. No, it's confirmed. Good. I want it. It's Give confirmed. it to me. Injected in my veins. And apparently there was a rumor, but there was a cut that was shown like a few days ago or, or earlier this week that was four hour cut. So that means what we're getting is already like an hour cut off of what he made. So probably just the pa Matt Reeves cut. <laughs> it's probably yeah. just Paul Dano doing weird stuff in the Riddler suit. <laughs> Release the Paul Dano cut. It's just him dancing like Zemo. Uh, but yeah, guys, overall, like there is just so many great things. Again, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, like what the heck? But also, if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's too good, guys. It's, just, it's too good. There's, I mean, we essentially spent this whole podcast praising this movie as we should because it's a great movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a perfect movie, at least for me. There is a few, you know, few logic problems for me that didn't didn't work. Obviously, after the 
Second time I watched it, those things kind of stuck out a little bit more. The first time you're watching it, you're just so happy at mm -hmm. what you're looking at. You're amazed at what you're looking at, and it doesn't compute yet. But uh, yeah, after the second, third time, I'm like, all right. I'm kind of looking at it more with a technical eye. I'm like, all right, I see. But it still doesn't take away how great the movie is. But um, yeah, like uh, Electro, uh, he never really knew who Spider-Man was. So I'm not really sure how he was supposed to fit in there. But at the end of the day, I guess it really doesn't matter. But <laughs> Real minor. I think fans are, are are theorizing that the moment in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when mm -hmm. Gwen yells Peter and then covers her mouth uh -huh. and and Max wakes up from being like temporarily unconscious. He, from the hose, yeah. He he uh he he might have heard Peter and like connected the dots somehow. Mm. Like I guess that's, 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 that's what saying that's Peter, but because yeah. the point that he was brought over to this universe was around that moment. But I don't know what came first. The actual I, moment where he and I know he was in the middle of that massive data dump. Like, I'm absorbing yeah. all information. So, like, all Peters at yeah. that point bring up Peter Parker. Yeah, if anything, if anything, that would make a little bit more sense that he just through databases, oh, he figured out, okay, this guy's Peter Parker. But even still, I was going it's die. a stretch. <laughs> I love that. He's like, you know what? I was going to die. And then, but, like, um, but yeah, and also for me, obviously, we we said how good... Willem Dafoe was, how good Dr. Octopus was, Alfred Molina was awesome. And so we had like the three, at least to me, the three good good villains with uh, Jimmy Fox. And then you kind of have the the CG CG throwaways with the Sandman and, and the, the Lizard. So to me, they were kind of like the, the weak link, even though, you know, it was cool to have them there. But there's one line in particular, and all three times I watched them, even the first time, there was this line in the movie, I'm like, this is the this this doesn't even fit in this movie when they're capturing all the all the bad guys into into Doctor Strange's bubbles and then um and they're all arguing because they're trying to figure out what to do with them. And then when I guess Peter's like, Oh, I got I got a, a plan, I could I could help you guys and then MJ's kinda of defending him. And then I think they, they, they finally go away from the bad guys. And then the lizard go, no way, she's his girlfriend, no way. I'm like, it was the weirdest, weirdest slotted <laughs> edit and, and line in the movie. I'm like, why was that? Why wasn't that cut? Like, that, it was such a weird line. And yeah, every time I see the movie, I'm like, I, I, I just shake my head every time he says that because the face looks weird in the CG when he says it. And it's just like, why did you even make him say that? <laughs> it's like, why would he say that? I guess it was my question. Why would... Why would the lizard say that? <laughs> it was just strange to me. I don't know what you guys think about that line or if you even realized that that line was in the movie. <laughs> but, oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't I, think it was cringy. I didn't think was, so, but because it was, it was like, cringy. Like, that makes sense, but I can see where that's coming from. I mean, I, I can kind of remember, but I just, I guess I don't remember the context mm -hmm. of what, what MJ was saying or what Peter was saying. And you know their their whole interaction, so I have no idea. I, I think it was if when it make, if it made sense. I think it was when he gives it Doctor Strange's cube to her and tells her to to like protect Hide it, it. Protect and then it. she's kind of like threatening them. She's like, "If you guys do anything fishy, like I'll push the button to like send them home." So kind of like threatening them that like I have the power to like do yeah. this to you guys. And then I guess he says that line. She's like, "Okay, yeah," because <laughs> at that point they only had Otto and Kurt Connors. Like that's all they had. And so that, you know, the whole point, 
that's where it's just like there's no like I think that was more of a surprise. It's like damn, like she's out there. But yeah, I can see it's a little <laughs> funky, but I'll defend it. Like I, it's it, I'm marking hard for the movie, but like I would defend that. Yeah, but it, it's maybe like cut in or shoved in a little weird, like it. But you know. Give Reese Eifen some stuff to do. That guy's a good actor too. Like, let's give him some stuff. But it was him, right? They got him and um, Thomas Hayden Church to do the voices. One hundred percent. Okay. Because even at the end, everything when they like detransform back, like he's still there. Well, like, oh I'm no! There. So at the end, both of their detransformation it's scenes are reused footage from Spider Man Three and from oh, really? Amazing Spider Man. So mm-hmm. they're credited in the in the credits. Yeah, because so. their voices, their voices, but, and then also their stuff. So I think you know if they're filming during COVID, then yeah, like do the voices because you know. Well, did we ever get a human version of Sandman when he was like at the penthouse or anything? No, it, was, it was all it was, sand. It right? was when they gave him <clears throat> was, his doohickey and he transformed back, and it was the scene in like a reverse of him like looking at his hand and and seeing that he's coming out. Uh, yeah, he was instead of going into sand, he was coming out of the sand. sand. He, yeah. he was full CG the entire film until yeah. until he was cured. I'll, I'll allow it. Cool. It was effective. It worked out. Again, movie magic, kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they focused so much on Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro, they were. I feel like they were able to do that with the other yeah, villains. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, have your couple moments and it was effective. Yeah. I, I think it worked. Yeah, because Sandman in, in Spider-Man 3, I don't think he was... I mean, he, he was a villain, but he was like more of like, like a secondary villain where Venom was kind of the 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 main villain for I mean at least for like the second half of the film but I mean you had the uh, and Harry yeah and Harry too well, Harry's Harry the was beginning kind of, yeah sprinkled in a little bit at the beginning a little bit later on but but Sandman was he, yeah he there there was that moment where they're fighting under the sub or in the subway mm-hmm. and he gets turned to mud yeah and he was gone for the rest for most of the movie and then came back later but then in that middle part or in in that time he was gone Venom was now the villain mm-hmm. yeah he recruited him at that point and then like yeah. harry tried to show up um but he, but he was yeah. never bad he was more of yeah he's just like trying to survive trying yeah, to help exactly. my daughter she's sick the best the one thing i it would never happen but the one thing i really wanted it to hap- happen was it the the shop that mj was at i kind of wish somebody was there eating pie those should, that would have been amazing <laughs> that would have been so great I don't know if you guys have ever remember that scene from Spider-Man 3 where they're at the diner and like Harry and Peter at this weird argument it's the weirdest but best scene ever doesn't like, he like blackmail him or he essentially says like you can't see MJ anymore or something like that or? yeah like he forces an ultimatum or else like he'll reveal the identity to everybody and then he kind of like you know leaves in a huff and like as he's walking out you know, this the, the lady at the diner is like, more coffee? He's like, yes, please. And she looks at him down and is like, how's the, the pie? pie. <laughs> so, good. so good. With the, the, the best <laughs> smile. So good. And then afterwards, the best part afterwards is like, Peter's like, you know, really salty about this. He turns around and looks at Harry. Harry's like winking at him. And then like a truck passes. <laughs> and then he, he just disappears Gone. like he's Jason and, and Bourne. That extra, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Bourne. <laughs> that extra in the, in the coffee shop was just like, Turning around, like, <laughs> yeah, just like go. The, yeah, they're yeah. just like that guy. Just some damn good legitimately pie. <laughs> dipped because the pie was that good, and he left a tip. Like that's it. It, it, make, it makes you wonder. Like, did did James Franco just like as soon as the bus passed, like, he ran like, super fast? No, not even. Just like he ducked <laughs> under the table, and the guy was like, "Man, he just hit his head or something." <laughs> did the Billy Zane from that episode of Community where he <laughs> just disappears behind the, the barely like the visibly hiding in the dresser? 
But yeah, like again, you can nitpick a, a lot of like great film movies that make you feel good. Like you can nitpick it down to the very minutia. But we're all in agreement. Agreement, like we said earlier, like, the movie's awesome. Like it's it's worth watching. It's the Multiple best. Times. Yeah, it's the the best of this trilogy hands down like it really nails the essence of spider-man the fact that both those lives are always colliding it started at first with you know homecoming really you know got bigger with far from home and then really we got the the culmination of it all and it we got just a treat man just a complete treat yeah what i, what I loved was that essentially because like you mentioned earlier that some people complain that you know those first two movies he's kind of like iron boy with using all of stark's tech and all that with his suits um and then by the end of this movie he doesn't have anything he makes his own suit he is the spider-man that we know so essentially like they just they made the whole trilogy and the trilogy is his origin story and yep. i just thought that was that was awesome that was a great way to say mm -hmm. it. like the trilogy is the origin story yeah. and now we could go anywhere from yeah. here but There's no more stark tech just uh uh, hand-me-downs hopefully he's delivering pizzas pizza time <laughs> you know and uh or you know just the best thing we can get is him t taking some pictures and getting footage for this now imagine now the sheer irony is again just like before is working for the daily bugle and getting that paycheck while they're demonizing him and then that's where you get you know more of the is he a hero or a menace kind of thing i think that's gonna be so great. i would like to see him with um jj um, like working at the Daily Bugle and just kind of seeing like those classic like comic book you know Spider-Man <laughs> moments yeah because I feel like we didn't get a lot of J.K. Simmons as much as I thought we were going to get uh, in this movie so hopefully the next I mean not just the next film but the rest of the or the, you know, the other trilogy we get more of J.J. we get more of like what we got with, with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man where he's working at the Bugle and there's a lot of uh, a lot of crazy stuff, you know, with uh, J with JJ being JJ. <laughs> yeah, I I just want the that same thing we got from the first movie. Just crap, crap, mega crap. Could be three hundred from. <laughs> so good. He man. did he did get that one amazing shot scene after Aunt May died, and then it's raining, and then it's Peter Parker staring at some ridiculously huge screen on a building <laughs> in New York. With just the uh, the report of J. Jameson pretty much saying like everything that Spider Man touches is is you know dies or whatever, and then it's just, yeah, it was such a well shot scene and and yeah, it's and thematically mm -hmm. like that's where J. J. is showing up like hey, there is this is a serious moment like I'm not just yelling from my basement behind a green screen like hey, I'm delivering the news as a message to people and people are hearing me, so there's more gravitas to that, and I think. Hopefully we get more of that. And then just like the occasional, this was all doing, you know, like he saved people, but they were in danger in the first place because of Spider, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. So, yeah, for sure. yeah, guys. So with that, um, I think that pretty much concludes the episode. Again, I can't reiterate this enough. Please keep watching this movie. Let's keep hoping that we keep this, you know, sony and uh marvel disney partnership going i think they realize that if they keep working together they can just make all of the money please <laughs> just all of it like they're like they they they're they're pushing like infinity war numbers at this point right now guys like it's gotta happen and now people are you know people want 
Amazing Spider-Man 3 that Andrew Garfield did such a good job and they're like people are forgetting hey those movies weren't that bad let's just get another one maybe maybe they'll put him in in the Venom movies maybe he'll be in Venom 3 yeah and it could be Andrew Garfield versus Venom or maybe they team up or something I don't know but that'll solve the issue awesome. of Sony needing its own Spider-Man movies like to be able to do their stuff and then we can have the Tom Holland stuff yeah, like you could have an MCU and a Sony Spider-Man, like, at the same time. And we have a two-parter of uh, Spider-Verse that's animated coming out also. Like, let's not forget about that. Can't wait. That's going to be so good. We get that, I think, in October, right? Uh, October of this year? I think October. Dude, 2022 is going to be wild. Who knows when part two is coming out, though? I don't know. Whatever, man. It's my my boy Oscar (laughs) Isaac. All I know is my boy Oscar Isaac is going to have a year. That's for damn sure. My boy Oscar Isaac. With that, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen... Audience, thank you so much for tuning in, listening in, giving us your time, sharing, celebrating the beauty and the triumph that was Spider-Man No Way Home. Shout out to Mr. Zach, the young kid coming through, dropping the knowledge. Danny, keeping us on track. Anthony, bringing in the critical stuff. And then me, just with some flavor. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, and see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye, guys.